Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. How to get 30, 30, to get 30, how to get 20, 20, 20, how to get 20, 20, to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month? So, Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear and fine leather goods, all at 50 to 80% less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with PlushCare. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. Hey man, how you doing? How's, how's things? How's life? Yeah, good. Very good, you know, it's actually it's nice being a bit busy since lockdowns happened. Um, yeah, it's good to get back into a swing of things, I guess, you know. When did you first kind of start getting back into things and getting into routine and getting, getting stuff done? Uh, I think like, actually like July, I started working with this new artist called Baby Queen, who's with like Polydor. Um, I just started, yeah, I've started doing a lot of work with her. So yeah, since like July, like kind of even, it's like the end of lockdown. I was, yeah, I was quite lucky to get straight into like, having a job with her and like kind of just doing lots of content and cool stuff with her which has been really fun and she's great she's a really cool artist or uh shoots and stuff back on now yeah 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 done like two music videos um i've done a album cover well ep cover shoots and yeah so it's kind of like really coming back to it which is which is quite nice you know is it a different vibe on sets is it all is it kind of the same as it was before uh yeah it is it is quite different i mean i think like there's a lot of COVID rules and stuff, which is good. And, but I think it's a lot, I think you think about it a lot more in terms of like what you're trying to do and how many people you can have on set and stuff, which is a bit challenging, but um, I think there's, there's a lot of rules in place where everyone has wearing masks and stuff. And, but yeah, it's, it's a bit different, slightly different. I mean, I guess if you have those slight limitations, like you're saying, where you maybe have to have, you know, slightly less people on set when it does come back to being, what it was before you could maybe have learned a few things that kind of carry over yeah exactly yeah what sort of stuff have that has it has it kind of shifted your perspective on it a wee bit has have you learned anything from it so far um i think so i mean like i think it was just like i wouldn't say i'm like changing my style of content or like my style of making films or photography because of it but i think it was just a good step back i guess you know to like reassess work and what you i want to be doing and stuff you know and I think that was like the big positive of it. Obviously it was all, it wasn't, it's a big global pandemic and it's very hectic, but I think that, yeah, the positives were, it was just nice to like step back and 
kind of re- realize, reassess where I'm at and stuff, you know? Yeah. Did part of that come from lockdown as well? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So like obviously doing nothing for <laughs> four months or whatever it was. I guess like, I, I wrote a few short films in lockdown and like, I think I just like really came to grips with exactly what I want to be doing, you know? Um, like the kind of style I want to be doing. And I guess give you, I, I did have quite a, gave me quite a few ideas for um, new new projects and what I would like things I want to shoot and stuff which is cool why how does like um expressing yourself through short film kind of differ to music videos is it quite a different means of expression um yeah I think so yeah I think like music videos is a great platform to create like ideas you've had like crazy ideas but I think like the short film aspect is specifically for me at least I love, I want to do like more narrative stuff so I think like it's a good way to like approach that you know like dialogue and a bit more serious kind of stuff where I think like music videos you can just be as wild as you want you know you can like just come up with a crazy idea and then someone wants to do it which is which is also what's so great about music videos you know especially your stuff is a real kind of dreamlike edge to a lot of it the, you know the imagery is very kind of vivid if you know what I mean yeah for sure is that something that carries into the short films as well or are they quite are they a bit more autobiographical, a bit more personal? Um, I think, yeah, they're a bit more personal, but I think, like, I mean, my style is still the same, you know? Like, it's still quite moody and, like, has a bit of, like, a narrative dreamlike edge. But in the short film world, yeah, well, I haven't really done, like, loads of short films. I'm just, like, I've just written a few in lockdown, but um, I want to do a lot more dialogue stuff, yeah. I mean, when it comes to videos as well, you know, you mentioned a narrative there. Did you feel like narrative or emotions kind of more important in it and what you're trying to showcase and what you're trying to get across? your videos you know they kind of come with both yeah exactly i think like it all depends on the uh all depends on the the song and stuff like the, i did a video for the japanese house a few years ago um and that was very much about the narrative and about her coming to terms with a girl that she used to see and just coming to terms with like not having a relationship with her anymore and that and that's what we kind of did with the visuals whereas i did a video recently for falls where that was more just like we just wanted to express the emotion of listening to the song was there was no specific narrative it was just expressing emotion and you know so it's it's it depends really on 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 the the song and what they want to really the artist wants to achieve with the the video yeah i mean both of those videos that you just mentioned really capture the emotion of the kind of moment of the song as though although they're kind of quite yeah. different and contrasting yeah yeah exactly I mean, the Japanese house one as well, like within the first kind of four shots, you completely establish what that video is going to be. But it also has a really powerful final shot. Is the first, yeah. is the first or last shot what's kind of more important to you in a video and what do you think is more important? I'm not sure. I, f- I feel like the first shot is very important, obviously, because you're captivating your audience straight away. You just, you, you want to make sure they don't turn it off, you know, <laughs> which is like always a thing, you know, people get over it, like watching something as a society we've, kind of fucked up a little bit of like not having a good attention span but um i think the first shot obviously is very key i mean that false video it was like that stormy sea and the japanese house on was the um the fire but then again the final shot is quite a good it's very important in in the same way as like you're just you're concluding your film you know you're concluding your what you're trying to say I'm trying to think what the false final shot was i remember <laughs> it's the it's uh, the guy isn't it He's on the floor after the water's kind of stopped draining off of him. Ah, uh, yes, that's it, yeah. Yeah, he's, the smoke's coming off him, yeah. <laughs> you know better than I do. <laughs> Just, yeah, funny. 
with that Japanese house one as well, I mean, it's such a, a personal video. Did you, did, like you were saying, you know, you were speaking about the kind of context to it. Do you approach mm -hmm. it in a different way as a result of that? Because it is so, you know, personally tied to it. Yeah, yeah. I mean, with that video, me and Amber, the Japanese house, we spoke a lot about what she wants to say in the video. And it was quite interesting because the girl, the other girl in the film, Marika Hackman, she was actually, the song was actually about her as well. So it was quite funny. They used to go out and it was amazing that Marika wanted to be involved and they're still very good friends, obviously. But um, yeah, it was, it was fun to get involved in like what Amber wanted to say and like it was a really good collaboration. And we, yeah, it was fun to like express that, you know, express exactly what she's feeling. How long will you spend like, uh, you know, sharing conversations and speaking with an artist before you, you make the video? How long are you kind of chatting for and discussing the ideas? I mean, depends on the artist, like quite a lot normally. I mean, with the Falls one, I'm quite good friends with Yanis and the Falls guys. So that was a long, long conversation. And obviously because it's such a long song, it was a 10 minute song, that was a really long conversation about what exactly we wanted to achieve and how best to go about it. Um, and same with that, uh, the Japanese house one, me and Amber spoke a lot about exactly what shots we wanted and what exactly we want to show showcase. Um, whereas other, other jobs are quite, other videos are quite different. I have had, I've shot some music videos where it's very brief chat with the artist and they just trust, I guess, trust my vision and we just make it, which is amazing. But I, I don't mind either, to be honest. I love, I do actually love getting really involved with the artist and trying to get out exactly what's in their head, you know? I mean, how do you, how does your relationship with someone change then, like an artist, as you're making a video with them, as the process kind of goes on? What's your relationship like at the beginning compared to the end? Yeah, it changes a lot, I guess. Like, I didn't know Amber before we made that video. And then we obviously, it was such a personal video, so we got on super well and it was really great. Um, and the same as like, I did a video for the Ninth Wave. I didn't know them much before. Well, I shot like a small photo shoot with them, but then we got on really well. A lot of it is, uh, yeah, just your relationship with them. I think that's super important. And making up, yeah, making something of theirs, their personal work, you know, so start to get on really well i mean i've seen i've heard of directors hating on the artists afterwards and the artists hating the directors but everyone i've thought has gone well <laughs> so. i guess there can be a bit of tension sometimes when you're in that kind of creative relationship because it's both so important to both of you yeah exactly exactly and one person doesn't want to give up and of one thing you know the director wants to do one thing and the artist wants to do it that way and i've heard i've seen that happen before but I'm quite an easygoing guy, so I'm like quite open to ideas, even on set. Like if someone wants, like, let's try this. And I'm like, yeah, why not? That sounds good. It depends on the idea, obviously, but. <laughs> I mean, if it doesn't work, then yeah. you can always just, you know, you don't need Yeah, just edit it. Exactly, exactly, exactly. How does it um, differ? I know you were saying that you'd known the Falls guys for a while. I know you know the Gengar guys reasonably well, too. How does it differ when you're going into working on a collaboration with someone that you've known for a few years? How does that communication kind of differ in that process? It's, yeah, it's very different, actually. Like the same with Gengar. I've been friends with them for a while before I did that video to those two videos. I think it's actually, I actually prefer it because you know them so much better. And same with the Falls, like I've known them for quite a while. I think like, yeah, I just love like that collaboration because you've known them for a while. You kind of know who they are and what they want to, what they have music and their projects about and also like what they like as well you already know that you know like it's really i i love working with friends because it yeah i feel like the collaboration collaboration process is so much easier 
Um, not that I'm saying like working with a new artist is bad. I'm not saying that at all. I'm just saying I find it more fun, I think, just because it's your mates as well, you know? Yeah, I guess you know their personality a little bit better too and you can then you can kind of incorporate that into the video. Exactly, yeah. How does that affect the way you are on set? Are you slightly different on set with the people that you're more familiar with or are you the same the whole way through? It makes it so much easier, yeah. So everything is a lot more chilled, you know? You, I, I feel like sometimes when you work with new artists or something, and you feel quite, not uneasy, but, you know, you're just making sure they're okay the whole time. Um, whereas if it's your friend, you just, you know, they're fine. They're like, you know, you know what I mean? It's not that thing in the back of your head where you have to, like, make sure they're okay, which is quite nice. I guess that trust is already built up as well. That someone's kind exactly, of, yeah. I mean, with the Gengar videos as well, how did you approach that knowing that you were going to have, you also had the two videos and you had the album cover as well. You kind of had this, yeah. these various ways to tell the story and it was all kind of mm. connecting. How did that affect the way that you looked at each individual piece of the puzzle as you were putting it together? Yeah, quite a bit. I think with that with that one, that project, that was really, really fun to, to do. Me and Felix spoke so much about what each song was about and the whole story was kind of based off the Odyssey and this um, Greek mythology. And it was quite nice that those two videos kind of linked up, you know, it was kind of one followed on the other, which was really fun to make. And then like the album cover was kind of an overview of that in a way, you know, um, which was really nice. It was fun to create the whole piece, you know, but then like, yeah, each, like you said, each piece is kind of told its own story, but part of the whole story, which was really, really cool. And it was fun to do like a, a follow-on video which i've not really done before were you familiar with you know you said that it was kind of based off home of the odyssey and stuff were you familiar with that before mm. you went in and made the video were you i actually wasn't <laughs> <laughs> if felix is listening to this he'd probably be like what <laughs> no i i wasn't actually that um familiar with it but then obviously when felix was telling me about it i uh i did my research you know and then got quite into it but yeah it was it was really fun to get into that and kind of tell this very abstract story of that myth greek myth it's a very kind of stylized interpretation of it yeah very very abstract interpretation <laughs> but it's cool it was really fun that was shot on film as well right yeah yeah that was shot on 16 mil yeah over two days we shot those two videos in the middle of germany and berlin uh, was that the first time you, have you worked on film before uh i have yeah yeah i've worked on film a few times i've got a few little projects that haven't been released that are all on film just haven't made time for them yet but um yeah, it was the I guess the first release stuff that I've done on film, but uh, yeah, it's great. It's the best. It's the best medium, I think. Why? <laughs> <laughs> Why? Um, it's just I don't know, man. It's just like it's just everything looks better, and like I don't know. I just feel like you care so much more, and like when you're shooting, you like really like make sure the scene is like perfect, rather than like oh, let's just get something extra. Let's get this. Let's go. You know what I mean? It's like you really. I feel like when I'm shooting on film, I, I'm much more focused exactly what we're getting and if it's right, you know what I mean? And if it's like not quite right, I'll stop it immediately and then redo it rather than if it's not quite right in digital, you kind of just let it go, you know, oh, let's just see how it plays out. But also it just looks great. Did you rehearse a lot? For that film, not really. I think the Heavenly Maybe one, we rehearsed a bit because there's like a little club scene, but other than that, no, not, not too much because it was quite like, yeah, it's not massive like, dialogue or anything like that so yeah i don't think it was necessary to rehearse too much when i mean in terms of your direction on that as well the actors and it feel it's almost kind of slightly primal in a weird kind of way like it's a very kind of natural well like the rhythm they move within that how did you kind of get that across to them was it kind of letting them do what felt natural to them was it very directed how did that yeah yeah i mean pierre the 
the main character in that he's an unbelievable dancer. So yeah, we, we kind of, when we casted him, we realized that how, how good he moves and stuff. So we kind of, I just kind of let him do his thing really, to be honest with you. It was turned out amazing and was very happy with, yeah, it was great. And that's a, that's a great thing when you like work with people that are like really talented at that kind of thing. I don't really know too much about dancing. So you kind of just like, oh, I'm sure let's just see what he does. You know what I mean? And that's like before, I guess, like in the club scene, kind of just let's see what you, okay, yeah, that looks amazing. Let's just shoot it, you know? Sometimes surprises can be the nicest thing on set though, when you don't know what's coming. Yeah. It just comes out of nowhere. Exactly, yeah. And um, that's a, like, even though I just said on film, like you have to like really make sure you know what you're doing, but sometimes you're like, let's like see what happens. <laughs> I think in that club scene as well, or particularly in the Everything and More video as well, the kind of richness of the texture of the film really contributes mm. to it. I mean, the colour palette of those videos as well. Mm. What sort of stuff are you referencing for that? Because it's so bright with such yeah, like rich textures. It's, it's wonderful. I really like it. Oh, thank you. Um, I don't know, actually. Weirdly, like, I reference a lot of Stanley Kubrick stuff. <laughs> but It is a little bit 2001, actually, when you think of the reds in that. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, we also had a great colourist, Joseph Bicknell um, from New York, who graded, colour graded it in. He did an amazing job to like really bring out all those colours, yeah. What's your favourite Kubrick film then? Probably 2001, I guess, I think. Yeah, it's definitely. It's a, yeah. It's yeah. a trip. Yeah, it's, it's a class film, yeah. I saw it in the cinema a couple of years back when it came out for that 50th anniversary thing and just seeing that on the big screen, just the impact of it. Yeah, it's pretty amazing, pretty isn't sensational it? stuff. I do actually really like Eyes Wide Shut though, weirdly. Uh, it's even though, like, I mean, obviously, like, Clockwork Orange is amazing too, but I don't know, there's something about that, like, especially when Tom Cruise goes to that weird house party place. It's like so obscure and <laughs> fucked. I love it. You're a fan of, um, what's it, Barry Lyndon. Do you ever get into that as well? Oh, yeah. Yeah, I do like that, but it's probably not one of my, it's not my favorite one. Yeah. No, just incredible because it was like all shot on natural light, wasn't it? I know, yeah, insane. Kubrick is insane. Have you ever done that? Have you ever like shot a video like in complete, you know, natural light? Uh, yeah, I've done a few. Yeah. Does it bring with it different challenges? How do you kind of approach something like that one? Most, most of the time, those are the more low budget films because <laughs> we can't <laughs> afford lights. Uh, it's I guess you just like have to make all the scenes outside, really. But I don't know. Sometimes even like when we're shooting like bigger bigger productions, you like go to a like location or like say if you're in, in a bedroom or something, and you just sitting there with the DP and you're like, actually, it looks great just without lights, you know, this looks fantastic. I love natural light. I'm a very like pro to shoot it outside kind of guy. <laughs> I guess it comes back again to like, the surprise you get with the movement. You just don't know what's going to happen. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. You know, speaking about Genga, you shot the cover for that as well, like we mentioned. How does your, you know, your approach to telling a story or communicating an idea with a photograph differ to doing so with a music video? Yeah, quite a lot, I think, because it's a single image kind of have to tell a whole story and whereas a video you can kind of do lots of small things and you know and which give you a narrative whereas that for instance that album cover which is one of my favorite album covers I've ever done that is yeah it kind of just gives that perception of like an adventure and which is really I think it is quite different because you have to make that one shot tell everything you know I love album covers man so so fun to do There's something very mythical about that cover as well I just completely like, yeah. ties into that the whole Odyssey thing. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. What came to you first then? Was it directing or photography? What was the one you gravitated to originally? I actually kind of I studied film in Cape Town, but when I was studying, I uh, I started just taking loads of photos of just like everything, 
And then like that actually started taking off a lot quicker than my film because I was kind of still studying and still trying to get my name out there for me. I was actually a DOP at first for like two years after, and then I decided to become a director. But yeah, so I just, I think photography came, I guess came first because it was the easiest to do by yourself, you know? <laughs> Whereas like to make a film, you have to have like so many more people. But then, yeah, directing kind of just took over and yeah. What you were saying there about how, you know, you, used to, you started taking quite a lot of photographs when you were in Cape Town. When you're just going about now, do you think you take more or less photographs than you used to? A hundred percent, way more, way less, sorry. Way less photos, yeah. I like, I remember I used to go out every single day and just go take loads of photos of like life or like meet up with friends and just take loads of photos with each other and of each other in like cool, really sick locations. But now like life and being much more of an adult, <laughs> uh, I have to do, I do way less of that. But um, I do miss like just going out and shooting, you know, just like for the fun, of, natural fun of it. Whereas now I think I just do it for work. Which is a bit, it's a bit, I should, yeah, I should probably shoot more. <laughs> is it, do you think you, do you learn more when you're in that natural environment or when you're working? It depends really. I think, actually, I think natural environment, I mean, I'd still obviously take loads of photos for myself, but I think that is when you learn the most. Although if you're on set and you're like put in a situation where you kind of a bit like unsure, I think that's when you learn so much, you know? Um, and you kind of like something went wrong or something and you're like, okay, what, how do I, fig- how do I figure this out? I think that's the best learning learning thing just that added pressure there's a little bit of self-doubt as well that can kind of just push into oh yeah big time self-doubt what am i doing am <laughs> i am i am, am i doing this right i don't know i hope so and you just got like five label execs behind you and you're like okay <laughs> it happens all the time can you ever show self that when you're directing a video or do you have to you can't have to yeah you it? can't yeah, you have to mask it 100%. I think like even now, I like, I think music videos is more chilled, but like if I'm doing a commercial, even now, I think I'll be on set be like, am I doing this? <laughs> is this right? <laughs> but you can never show that. Yeah, you can't ever show that. But I think it's good. I think everyone has self-doubt. I mean, it's not a bad thing, but learning how to like just tell yourself off, I guess. No, I am doing it right. You know what I mean? I think there's something good about putting yourself in a situation that makes you slightly uncertain and then forcing yourself to kind of figure a way out of it. Yeah, exactly. I think that's really important. When it comes to commercials, well, what is it that's adding the pressure there? Is it just the fact there's a wee bit, mon- bit more money kind of floating about? Is a wee bit more pressure? What is it that's... Yeah, that's exactly it. Yeah, there's just like so much money and then like way more like advertising agency and client on set. And I think that's just like the pressure of it all, you know? Does it feel a lot more business-like? yeah totally yeah but i mean i i think like all the commercials i've done have been really fun and like they've been like a joy to do and also not too far from my style so it's always been a laugh whereas like i've i know some friends that actually have done like one or two small jobs that have been like i don't know what this is (laughs) (laughs) but i'm doing it why not you know when you're working on a commercial what's the support network like is it a bigger crew or yeah big time yeah it's like because they're saying it's more money involved so and um, a lot more expectations i think you know and like you have to please so many more people whereas i think in a music video like if you're if you're doing the video i think they've bought into you you fully you know whereas in if you're making a commercial you kind of you're buying into the brand in a way you know you have to kind of make it the brand kind of still look the same in a way or whatever whereas in a music video there it's a lot more chilled so yeah I'm on set on a commercial there's so many more people so many more little things and 
it's a bit chaotic to be honest <laughs> it's great though. i do enjoy them it's a good change of pace because i you just get to play with loads more toys i guess <laughs> yeah it's good to do something a little bit different push yourself in different directions yeah exactly yeah so do you, you mentioned like the brand in there and you kind of have to have it stay in that similar vein do you do you look quite close at the brand then when you work on something like you've done what have you done like cr7 guinness bows you've done them yeah yeah i've done a few more that's not on my website as well <laughs> <laughs> um but yeah it is true yeah you have to like really see what the brand is saying and then kind of go with your style into that which is really fun to do because you can you kind of like get their narrative and then all right let me tell it in my my way which is really fun does it increase like your understanding of your own style as well then if you've got to try and integrate it into something else or does it affect that the way you think about it in any way no i don't think so i think my your style is like as as it is so i think you just kind of it's just fun to kind of just story i think that's just like the fun element i don't think it really like changes my perspective on my style really it's more about like just the fun and incorporating it into an, a brand or something you know when did you kind of first feel like you got a, a grasp on your style then or you first kind of started to realize what it was and what you liked and what you wanted to do i don't really think i have a grasp on it <laughs> <laughs> no i'm kidding i don't know i think quite early on to be honest i kind of realized what i liked and how to go about it uh yeah probably like yeah really early on but I mean, it's, I think my style's changing a lot. I mean, from like that CR7 video or like the Bose film to then Falls and then The Japanese House, a very different film. And even this Baby Queen one I just shot, Medicine, they're all quite different, but I think my style's slowly like changing into, I don't know, something a bit more mature or like less. Uh, yeah, I'm not sure. I don't know. I don't know where it's going, to be honest. <laughs> Again, that's that's part of the fun of it, isn't it? Just seeing yeah, exactly. Where it takes you. Yeah, and like, like for instance, that Japanese house film was like the first film I've done in that kind of slow style, you know, slow paced thing, and that's what I pitched to them, and they really they really went for it. And I was like, after that, that's why I kind of I think the Falls film is quite similar in that way. It's like this slow paced poetic piece, which is yeah, like very different to the Bose thing. But it was fun to like go into that and fully invest in that way of making something. Whereas I'm used to quite like handheld, you know, quite like cinema, like super cinematic stylized, you know, um, but yeah, it was fun to change, change of pace really. It's almost like with those, those two videos, you know, the one with uh, the Japanese house, the one with falls that you could watch them with the sound off, like they're so kind of visually narratively structured from shot to shot. How does that then carry on if you're working on a short film? Does it kind of teach you things about that? Yeah, I think so, for sure. I think, like, just that slow-paced way of telling a story, really, like, you can take that into a short film. You know, I actually wrote this short film recently where it's just this long, slow track into this woman having, like, a panic attack. And that's quite similar in a way to, like, the Falls thing and uh, Japanese house films where they were these slow-paced things. I think, like, that way of telling a story is is really quite emotional, you know? Whereas if, for instance, the other films are quite like, yeah, handheld like in your face kind of thing. That's a very different way of telling a story. So that 100% relates to making short films and like taking that into a short film. And if it was, if I was doing something super serious, I'd probably shoot it in that slow, slow paced way, you know? Yeah, it's quite Kubrickian as well. Mm. I mean, that was quite a big reference, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> 
<laughs> who was uh, it was it was the first filmmaker you fell in love with and whose films like really captured your I'll be honest, probably like Nolan, to be honest, and as lame as that sounds, yeah, probably Christopher Nolan or Scorsese, they're like two of my all time favourites. But then like I started watching like Kubrick and um what's that Russian filmmaker? Tarkovsky. Yeah, Tarkovsky, yeah. That guy blew my mind, man. When I watched like Solaris and then The Stalker, that that stuff is like, yeah, one well, some of the best films of all time, you know. Heavy, heavy films. Heavy, yeah, heavy, <laughs> heavy, heavy. But like insane, like I'm like that's another way. That's com- he's a, a mad genius, you know. It's interesting because um, you know the shot in the the Japanese house video, the burning car. Mm. That really reminds me, you know, the shot of the burning house, and is it the mirror? Yeah, 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 yeah the mirror. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, that was a reference. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Picking them out, man. <laughs> do you uh, do you ever have... So, I mean, did the ideas for shots for a video just come after you know what the story is and know what you're working with? Or are you just do you ever walk about and just have an idea for a shot and then kind of note it down and kind of think I'm going to bring that out later when it feels right? Yeah, I think it, it differentiates, you know? Like, I'll have some ideas when I'm just walking to the shops or something and then... I won't have ideas for ages and I'll have to listen for something for ages, like the song or something for ages. But then again, like when you're collaborating with an artist, they'll kind of also give you some like, what about this? And then you're like, ah, that's then giving me a separate idea, you know? So it's like, it differentiates so much. Can You, you get it in the middle of nowhere and then you can kind of work on it with someone, you know? Is, is there anything you can do to help inspiration come like have you noticed there's things that you can kind of put yourself in an environment for that help to cultivate it or is it just completely organic and there's no control over it i actually like paint quite a bit to like help my inspiration i have like a little studio in london and i do like a bit of painting and i think that really helps me like with my film ideas weirdly i'd be like just painting for hours and hours and then i kind of like oh shit that's cool that's cool but like just have ideas you know what sort of stuff are you painting uh, it's like these big, like, abstracts pieces. <laughs> it's like uh, Cy Twombly meets, like, Franz Klein. How does the escape of that differ to the escape of, like, filmmaking when you're coming up with an idea? It's, yeah, really different, I guess. I think, like, what I love about painting is it's such a solo thing, you know. Like I said earlier, like, making films or even photography nowadays, you have to have crews and crews, whereas painting is just me by myself. So I think, like, the inspiration just comes because I'm just enclosed in my own space. For me, it's like such pure art because it's like just you and as you know, canvas, as lame as that sounds. It's, it's really great for your head, my head at least anyway, like to like come up with ideas and just, yeah. I guess you're completely in control as well. Whereas I mean, yeah, there's, exactly. a, there's a lot of things in flux when you're, when you're on a set. Exactly, exactly. You, you can do what you want. And there's also what's nice is because I'm not a known painter, so there's no, expectation you know when you're making a film i think there's a lot of expectation of what it is you know like you know when you're on set as well and things are changing and things are in flux uh, what's the most like an idea has ever changed do ideas tend to change quite a lot from the thing that you're going in with uh, yeah do they change a lot over the course of that on that set process? um yeah. it, it, it differentiates sometimes like a film is very specific like the falls and japanese house films are very specific whereas something like the gengar film was quite like let's just see where we go on set, you know, like some of those locations we just found on the day, you know, and we'd like created a, a scene or something, you know, which is amazing. And I love doing that. I love just being on the go, on the fly, you know. Probably guerrilla filmmaking. Yeah, it, it depends, really. It really depends on the project uh, and like what what it's about. Like for the false thing, it's quite, you can't really change 
you know, it was very shop for shop set up. Whereas, yeah, so that was pretty much everything we shot, we knew we were going to get, you know? I mean, the interesting thing between the, you know, the Gengar video that we're speaking about there and then the Japanese house and the falls one, is that with the Gengar video, the emphasis is very much on the actors, but then with Japanese house and falls, the emphasis is very much upon the musicians. How, how does directing, yeah, exactly. How does directing like an artist or a musician differ to directing an actor? Yeah, it's quite different, I think, because you're like, you're a bit more wary of if they're okay and stuff, you know? I guess with an actor, it's like, they know they do this for a living, right? Whereas, I guess an artist, they're more, they don't really do videos for a living. So it's, I think it is a bit more tricky. I guess it all just also depends on the artist and how comfortable they are. Like, Yanis is so used to shooting films that it was so chilled you know when his performance scenes are so chilled I have worked with artists before where it has been quite tricky you know you kind of have to be like yo because they're not actors essentially and if you're trying to get them to act it's a way more tricky with actors it's yeah it's much easier are actors and musicians quite different people do you think just in terms of the way they think about things like creatively I'm not sure I think a lot of actors are musicians I mean musicians a lot of musicians are actors like Baby Queen who I've just done a medicine video with she's a full-on actor like she's so good in front of the camera it's it's crazy whereas some people are very nervous i don't think they think differently no i think everyone's it's the kind of same same mindset i guess there's maybe a parallel as well like you said that, that a lot of musicians are actors when you're on stage you've kind of got to put on a performance and sometimes you exactly, can have to play yeah. a slight role totally yeah i think I, I think also a lot of people play roles on set on stage you know people have their personality not like that it's that different but you know what i mean like it's a full-on, yeah, it's a, your, your performance. So it's like, like Yanis on stage is, it's a, he's like one of the best front men, you know, I think in Britain. And it's a, it, he has such a strong stage presence. It's, it's a full-on like acting performance. Not really acting, but you know what I mean? It's like a bulldog on stage. <laughs> yeah, he's a black bull, yeah. <laughs> when Falls came to you to approach you for the Neptune video, what were your initial thoughts when they, when you got asked to make a video for a 10 minute long song that, this kind of grand piece good question i was like fuck <laughs> I was like, no but i was so stoked because like for me my favorite song of theirs is spanish sahara and that's like a seven minute song and it's kind of in the same ilk of that neptune is that's this slow pace but then like building this epic you know what i mean and i think that's exactly what neptune was when i first heard it i was like this is insane like and when, yeah, when they asked me to do it, I was obviously over the moon. I was so keen, actually. I wasn't, obviously, I was like, okay, how do we make the audience last 10 minutes? You know, that's a long time. It was hectic, but uh, yeah, it was so fun. It was super fun to just try getting that mindset of like making this slow, poetic piece, I guess, like the song is, you know? Yeah. Was that the most like ambitious video you think you've shot? Or? I think so, only because of, I guess, the length, you know, it's quite a long thing. That was, yeah, it's probably, probably my favorite project today. If, sorry if the other artists are, watching, are listening to this. <laughs> <laughs> you, did you shoot that the morning after the general election as well? Uh, yeah, we did, yeah. It's pretty sad. <laughs> Man, how did you feel that? Did yeah. that bleed into the atmosphere on set at all? I mean, did that have an effect? I don't think so. I mean, it was quite a moody day in uh, Margate where we shot it, so i think the atmosphere in general was quite moody and it was quite early so <laughs> so yeah i think it was i think the atmosphere was a bit yeah hectic obviously but so was that all shot in the one day or was it you did the outside stuff one day or like two days yeah 
shot all the stuff there's horses and the outside stuff with Yanis in one day and then we shot the guy in the water and other small things in the, the previous day yeah so it's like a one and a half day shoot how was directing horses i was gonna ask about that because it's the the golden rules and it don't work with children or animals <laughs> yeah it was i mean actually it was it was all right we had an amazing amazing team that who have the horses they like they those horses have been in like game of thrones and stuff so the horses are quite used to i guess being told what to do i mean by their owners obviously not me <laughs> i wasn't having a conversation with the horse although that would be a short film in itself um <laughs> no it was yeah it was actually it was pretty chill like the uh, horse specialists i don't know what their little title is but they were insane they're like i was like can the horses just go there to there and can they do this and they're like yeah yeah cool cool i mean there was a few times where we had to like the horses ran off and stuff <laughs> but um yeah, it was, it was actually pretty chill. I thought it was going to be way more hectic than it was. Like, weirdly, that dog in the Gengar film was way more harder to work with than the horses in the Falls film. How so? Uh, it's just that dog, like, didn't want to follow our actor around. <laughs> <laughs> We're like, that's the whole point. <laughs> so we had to, like, come up with, had to, like, have, like, dog food in the guy's pocket. So if you see his hands in the pot, in his pockets in that film, he's just, like, holding the dog food. So the dog's following him. <laughs> <laughs> true story getting yeah. a peek behind the curtain yeah exactly i mean that's the only way the dog would follow him it's like I had to have this like yeah dog food in his pocket do you ever take inspiration from dreams as well i wanted to ask because a lot of the the imagery and i mean across your videos is like we said before is incredibly dreamlike and incredibly powerful in that way actually yeah good question that's really i have quite a lot yeah i've like woken up and i have a little actually have a little notebook by the side of my bed where i write some of my dreams sometimes i don't because their dreams are quite hectic or like weird as fuck but um yeah i do actually some some things not everything obviously but like i think it's more just like the way i imagined it so not specifically exactly what the dream was but like the way i kind of imagined it in like so for instance there's that scene in the Gengar film where he kind of is like tripping out of it and there's like it's kind of overlaid so that it feels like there's two of him in a way and I think in I remember dreaming something like that whereas I just saw two of something and I thought that was quite cool when you have an idea like that and that image comes to you how close does the final one compare do you kind of manage to get it pretty close or is there is it slightly different yeah it's quite different yeah yeah I wouldn't say like anything I've ever shot is exactly like a dream but uh it's just the way I guess I've felt as well i think a lot of it is the way i felt too rather than exactly what's in it you know yeah kind of just trying to get the emotion of it across because you're never going to, yeah, to fully exactly. replicate like the the image itself yeah exactly how do you know when an image comes to you that it's powerful how do, how do you kind of get a sense of how powerful it is and how powerful it could be on film i don't know <laughs> <laughs> i guess like i think sometimes i like have these like for instance that falls in the false film like, i had this idea of just this fire in the distance and the slow track into it and I remember thinking that I think I feel like that would be quite good and when we did it it was good whereas I feel like sometimes I'm like I'm a little bit unsure and I'm like mm, let's just see it then you shoot it you're like fuck this is insane yeah I don't know I think a lot of the times I don't really know <laughs> <laughs> how did you uh, shoot the image in that video as well you know the guy in the water when it's kind of rushing rushing up oh yeah so we actually built like this waterfall Whoa. um yeah in this backyard of this like special effects companies like back lot it's our idea me and Yanis is our idea to like have this waterfall so we asked them to kind of they kind of specially built this like 
small little waterfall where it pumps water into this little wooden thing that had like a little slit at the top where it would pour out. Yeah, it was really cool. They like made this whole like, they made this small waterfall, which is amazing. But it was like December and they couldn't heat up the water. So my friend, the guy in the video, yeah, it was tough for him, I think. <laughs> it was like minus five degrees or something. Ooh. Shame. He had, a, he had a little thermal underneath the, and a hot shower. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, across not just that video, but a lot, of the, a lot of the stuff you've done, water is something that kind of crops up again and again. It's, it's a wee bit of a motif. It, yeah. It's one of those images that there's just something cin- like kind of cinematic and timeless about it. Are there are there certain images that you kind of feel are quite inherently cinematic and have a timeless quality? Yeah, I mean, I think like also fire. I love fire, and that's something I've always loved. Even when I was younger, I loved to like I like set so much shit on fire. Not like I didn't. <laughs> I wasn't an arsonist, but you know what I mean. Just like just in my back garden, just like I, I, I don't know. And then I just like in films, I've always had this obsession with like bur- things burning. Yeah, kind of like, I just think it's super cinema. And also water, yeah, like close-ups of water is beautiful, you know. I mean, they're, they're kind of opposite ends because water is this kind of constant and fire is this thing that's, you know, rapidly kind of changing. Like they're kind of opposite ends of the spectrum in that way. Yeah, exactly. I just love elements, man. What, what was the biggest um, challenge you faced in that video as well? The falls one? I guess, I don't know, I think just doing it all in one day and a half. That was probably the biggest challenge. Yeah, it was. that was great. Everyone came together and like, yeah, we everything worked super well i think like actually probably the biggest challenge was that crow <laughs> there's that that had like a bed and a, a bedtime or something like we rented that crow right and that had to go to bed in like 15 minutes or something and i was like what what do you mean the crow has to go to bed mm-hmm. so we had to shoot that shot in like five minutes basically and there was like loads of dogs running around and it was very chaotic they had like everyone who wasn't doing anything on set or like wasn't holding a camera to like make sure no dogs come in that park, basically. <laughs> it was pretty hectic. Have you ever worked with digital effects or is it all practical you usually use? Yeah, yeah. Uh, I mean, in that fourth video, that fire is actually digital and uh, the storm. Oh man, I didn't realize that. Yeah, yeah. I get, yeah, I guess. It was, there was a fire in real life, but we just enhanced it, I guess. Just make it look a wee bit prettier. Yeah, just bigger. It was a lot, like it didn't want to burn very high and I really wanted it to be like, quite a tall fire so yeah yeah that was digital i'd love to do the way more like the vfx kind of stuff um i've got a friend who's there's loads of big vfx kind of commercials and it's really interested me so yeah probably you'll see some in the future i reckon some more vfx kind of well just like things that you kind of don't really notice that that are vfx you know i quite like that yeah just the, the subtle ones where it just kind of like, like that fire where it enhances what's there or just adds things in that you don't really you know yeah exactly kind of tricks you yeah yeah shooting that idea half as well you know that being the big challenge uh, how does being on set affect your perception of time did that kind of slip by or did it feel like it was a long period of time uh no it's quick yeah i mean we had great ad's so they were really on hand with doing it doing, getting the timings but i mean on shooting everything just goes by so quick like some someone every now and then the ad's like we've got an hour left and i'm like what <laughs> we started but yeah, no, it's yeah, it flies. Is it is it ever tough to like taking a moment then? Like if you're doing something like that, that's obviously like a wonderful experience filming a video like that. Is it tough to kind of appreciate it when you're in it if it's just zipping by like that? 
No, not really, actually. Like, I quite like taking photos on set. And I think that's like my like taking a moment to like appreciate what's happening. And I do step back a bit every now and then. And I think then and just be like, wow, this is this is sick. Especially if you're working with the artist on a music video, just chatting with them. I think that's like just being like, this is cool, isn't it? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's important to have those moments to take it in and just kind of appreciate yeah. it. Yeah. Totally, yeah. I'm just lucky that I'm doing this, you know? How do you get your head free after a video then? Like, if you're so immersed in it for a while, how do you kind of recalibrate and come back to normality afterwards? Quite easily. I think I just needed a big sleep. (laughs) (laughs) I think because, like, when you're shooting, I think before you have, like, two weeks of crazy prep and, like, getting everything, everything, like, sorted and 100 calls with the label or the agency, you know? And then shooting it and then it's kind of like a big come down in a way that it's like oh cool we're done and then you have like two days off before the editor starts really so I, I i mean i'm quite chilled getting back into normality it's pretty pretty fine are you quite present in the editing room as well then you mentioned that you yeah but yeah yeah big time yeah i mean not now because of covid <laughs> but <laughs> i'm on zoom no yeah big time like like to be very much involved in the edit yeah i think everyone is like that though to be honest yeah how many people are in the editing room? Most of the time, just you and the editor. But then towards the end, then like, yeah, actually just you and the editor and your producer. And then you just send the edits off, I guess, to the artist and make sure they're happy. How long does it typically take to, to get something like that turned around and edit a video? It all depends, really. Um, with this Baby Queen one I just shot, it was like two days, three days. It was super quick, whereas some things are a bit take a bit more time. Um, if, you, if there's no like massive deadline when the song needs to come out or something... I think it's it's quite nice to like take a bit of time. Where the Falls one took, yeah, it was took a little bit of time. I edited that actually myself, so but it wasn't like a real tough edit because it was uh, not that many shots <laughs> for ten minutes. <laughs> but that was nice to like just ease into because it it's such an important piece, I guess. And it took us a little while, but it wasn't. It didn't feel like it took a while, you know. It just like we, me and Yanis, both and the band and and the label all like sat on it for a little while. You know what I mean? Rather than just rushing it or whatever it's nice to like watch it for a few days and then okay that's what we should change or whatever yeah it just gives you that that slight perspective on it just that time to mm, get fresh exactly. eyes yeah i think with that video as well the thing about it that's important is the rhythm of it and the way that it kind of moves and the beats of it so it does it's quite I imagine it's a wee bit pernickety is it just to get it spot on like if it's slightly off it wouldn't function in the same way or yeah exactly yeah just to to round us up then man I've got one left for you. I just wonder what moment would you say you're proudest of as a filmmaker, as a photographer? Just What make... moment or what piece? Uh, oh, let's do, should we do both? Should we do yeah, one moment? Sure. Yeah, sure. Um, I, I think the Falls video I'm most proud of because it's just like such an epic piece. It wasn't like necessarily like super tough to make, but I just think like, I just, I don't know, there's something about that film that's really like magnificent. I'm not trying to say that about my own work, but do you know what I mean? Just the song is so epic and I was so lucky and fortunate to make that film. And it was like such like a, wow, this is, this is a cool piece. And moment, I don't know, actually, to be honest. I think like, I love, I mean, everything I do, I, I always, I'm like, this is sick that I still get to do this. You know, <laughs> this is like, how are people like buying into me? I don't know, I'm not that good. <laughs> Uh, I don't know I think just like working with such big talents I'm like so fortunate and I do like savor those moments for sure 
like being in Kenya with Thierry Henry, it was crazy. I'm like, what's, how has this happened? You know, <laughs> what am I doing here? This is great. deserves the best and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.